Uh, hey there. This is Jim. And I'm just cockadoodle doing. Lovely Sunday morning, and I thought I would come out here and, and chat with you on my long Sunday walk. And let's face it, who doesn't want to hear a rooster crowing on a podcast? Got a runner coming towards me as I walk on what's known as Rocky Road. Say hello to our runner as she comes by. Morning. Good. Got a lovely morning for a run. I say in the what now? Twenty-one years that I've lived in this neighborhood. See a lot more people out running. When I first came here, because uh, my wife and I, we moved here in June of 2001. And at that time, the only person who ran around this neighborhood was my neighbor, Johnny. My next door neighbor, Johnny. I'd see him running either alone or with his dog, Rufus. And uh, Johnny was actually the impetus to get back into running. I had done a little bit of distance running before. And I think most people who listen to this podcast already know this story, so I'll make it short. Uh, I ended up with an Achilles injury. And I stopped running for a while. Six years. (laughs) So I was not a runner when I came here, I was a former runner when I moved here. <clears throat> and I was actually watching my my neighbor, Johnny, who's the same, same age as me. Johnny has since moved away, but same age as me. You know, out there putting in his miles. And I went, you know what? We're neighbors. We're friends. Maybe I should go out and run with my my friend and neighbor. So I started doing that. And that's what actually got me back into it. And then, of course, Johnny moved away. And Johnny was one of those that uh, also would uh, run in spurts. So you'd see him out there running like, you know, sometimes every day for a week. And then you wouldn't see him for a couple of days. And you'd see him for three days. Then you wouldn't see him for a week. So it's one of those deals. But, but yeah, but now, uh, there's a lady who just ran by. There's a dude that runs around here that I see. There's a young girl I see running around here. Um, there is a younger guy. I'd say he's probably in his late 30s, early 40s um, that I've seen running around here. He's about four or five anyway. Um, you know, whereas, like I said, 20 some odd years ago, nobody, nobody but my neighbor Johnny. And for a while, after Johnny moved away, 
uh, or, you know, when Johnny was doing his hiatus, I'm not going to run for this week. Um, yours truly was the only person that ran around this neighborhood. So, pretty interesting. So, I'm now in the deep forest, so I have one of the few places where bugs are going to be bouncing off of me. But nice in here. You get to see all kinds of nature in here. So we'll see some, sometimes see some eagles, see some hawks, um, see some deer. And it's a long, slow uphill in here. I was talking with my buddy Anthony yesterday. You know, how about... What a good training you get in this area um, for races elsewhere because it is so hilly here. So have no choice. You you have to get used to uh, undulating landscape, if you will. Right? Have to get used to running up and down hills because there is no flat here. So once you actually find a place that's flat, or flatter than here, which is many places, it's amazing how how well prepared you are for those runs. So, pretty cool. All right, we'll stop here. I'll pop back in as I have more thoughts, and we'll present this as a show later today. So we've now crested the top of the first long hill. Have a nice refreshing breeze up here. Something that we don't get a whole lot of here in the summer, particularly in August, and that's a breeze. Um, we tend to we tend to edge more towards hot and still here in the summer, so day you get a nice little refreshing breeze. It's not much of a breeze. Probably only, you know, five miles an hour, but you know, it's still it's still nice. Actually, looking at the leaves, it has to be more than that. It has to be probably closer to ten. Because the fives just barely barely make the tops of the leaves move, but they're they're kinda dancing around up there, so it might even be, you know, five to ten. So very nice though. Very nice. Sun's there over to my left, which is the east. And I think we're probably around 7, 7.15 in the morning on a Sunday. So it won't matter because this is a audio podcast, but I have new eyes today. Yeah. So my last pair of prescription glasses... As opposed to, I suppose, non-prescription glasses, right? That's kind of redundant. Um, came in early. They weren't supposed to show up until Tuesday, but they showed up yesterday. So I got a little email from my eye doctor that my glasses were in. So I'm, I'm literally looking at the world through new lenses. They're not rose-colored, but they do block blue light, so... Hopefully that will mean my eyes will not get as tired 
out here in the open or when I'm staring at computer screens because you get a little bit of blue light off of that too. So, so hopefully my eyes won't be so tired. I do tend to have to look at a lot of screens for work. So there we go. We're now a mile and almost a quarter into what hopefully is going to be a long, long walk today. So the plans for today is I did a six and a half miler with my buddy Anthony yesterday. So today is a non-running day, so we're going to try and get our, our exercise and our endurance from walking today. But... I do have some stuff to do this morning, uh, most notably church. I'm out here early so I can get that in and still have time to get home and get cleaned up and deal with the barn and uh, grab a quick shower before I change into my church clothes and head off to church this morning. So, there you go. So, and I'm at the top of the hill, which means I now have cell service. So once I'm done recording this, it should make its way to the podcast episode instantaneously, or at least close to that. So, all right. Enough of a check-in. I'll probably check in after a few more miles to enjoy some quiet uh, on this run. Well, run, walk. So, see you in a bit. Okay, well, hello from the Ridge Road. So named because it is in the top of a ridge between two of the hills around here. So, there's the hill that I climb to get up here from my house. And then at the end of the Ridge Road, otherwise called Snyder, um, there is another hill. It's what I refer to as the, uh, the back hill, which has, well, depending upon which way you're going, uh, from where I am, I would be going down it. It's about um, a half a mile downhill and at the end of it there's a there is the large hill here it's a quarter mile up at somewhere between a 22 and a 25 percent grade it is a steep steep quarter mile so so I was saying earlier you can you really get your your hill training in around here just by training around here because the scenery changes frequently so the ridge road is as close to anything we have that's flat Technically, in the direction I'm going, I believe it's about a 1% uh, uphill climb from one end to the other. So I am technically still going uphill. But for around here, this is what counts for flat. So, which of course, when I get to places that have actual flat, really, really notice the difference. But since we're talking about the area and the walk and so forth. Um, mentioned that I'm still using my zeros 
for the walk, uh, this road tends to have lots of tiny little stones all over it, even though it's paved um, after a fashion, uh, as country roads are. Uh, there's still lots of little stones on this thing, so I find when I'm walking it in my sandals, which is my want, uh, anytime the temperature is 50 degrees or, or higher, um, I end up picking up little hitchhiker stones in my sandals and have to stop and shake them out and, and continue on. So since I don't want to do that, I'm using my, my zero shoes for the, uh, for these planned walks, you know, when I'm doing a walk for exercise. So they're still good for that. Still have the zero drop, still have the, uh, the real feel, or as they call it, true feel, underneath my feet. So it's very much like walking in a, uh, a pair of slippers. So my feet move and flex the way they're supposed to. Uh, I don't need any cushion for this because I'm just walking. And uh, I can still get my money's worth out of these shoes even though I no longer run in them. Because I have definitely transitioned over to Brooks. Brooks Glycerin 20s are just that... They are the bomb. They are the bomb. So, anyway. What other info do we have while well, I still have good Wi-Fi? Well, actually, not Wi-Fi. Cell coverage here. Uh, another nice thing about the Ridge Road. All right. T-Mobile has good coverage at the top of this hill. <coughs> so, uh, what else coming up? Well, uh, we've got big job hunting going on. My lovely wife has already done one interview out of at least two, possibly more. And she's looking for looking for a position that'll, that'll let her have weekends off as a pharmacy technician. So tends to be a position that you have to do a lot of weekends, this being one of them. And you know, after you know, twenty some odd years you kind of would like to be able to have your holidays and your weekends off. So, since lots of places are are still looking for people, even though, you know, apparently our, our uh, unemployment numbers are still rather low. I think that's still a function of the fact of so many people that left the workforce uh, due to COVID. And not really a true number as to what our unemployment numbers are. But we won't get into an economics debate here. We'll just leave it at that. So, anyway, she's got, had one interview last week. She's got another interview tomorrow. Tomorrow being her day off. Of course, the only days you can do these kinds of things, right? So, so yeah. So, I think the one tomorrow is at least as far as what I hear, it sounds like the best prospect overall. I know it sounds like the best working conditions, best people to work for. Sounds like a job that will keep her interested for at least the next 10 years. Right? And it's no weekends, no holidays. It's still in the pharmacy game, only it's not doing the pharmacy technician thing. It's now moving up to the pharmacy buyer. So person responsible to make sure that the pharmacy has all the drugs they need. 
so it's a very responsible position, but my wife is more than up to the task, so we'll see, you know, so, you know, you know, if it works out and, and all that happens is she no longer has to work weekends and holidays, huzzah, that would be great, um, of course, more money would be more huzzah, you know, but she's not doing the, she's not doing the, the switch for more money, doing it for better working conditions, so, fingers crossed, right, and I myself am in the, uh, job search thing, although it's a, it's a job, it's, it's in my current job, so, we have another, another principal trainer position that's coming up, it's a brand new one, this one's going to be for research, so, Research currently did not have principal trainers, they just had what we refer to as analysts. And every once in a while, if they needed a, you know, a tip sheet or some sort of educational literature, it would be one of the analysts that would go ahead and do that. But they've decided they they do enough of it that they actually need a person that just does this now. They don't need to just tack it on to an analyst job. Because the analysts are the people that build stuff. Right. So they need to build stuff in the, the live version, as we refer to production, if you wanted to use shop talk. Right? So, looking for a person to actually take over this. Of course, if there's any training that needs to be done, whether that's remote or in person, don't know yet. But if it has to happen, then yours truly would be the person that would do it. Should yours truly get that position? So, again not doing this for money, although again, I like more money as much as the next person, but again, doing it for change pace, right? I like research. Research people and I get along because we're both very data-oriented. Things need to happen in a certain order in research, otherwise your research is, uh, is garbage. You know? And, uh, I like organization. Organization makes me happy, so I don't really so much care as to what the organization is, but that we have one and that we follow one, so I know. So that would be cool. That would be cool, but you know, I'm not the only person looking for the position, and I'm not unhappy where I am right now, so you know. So there's that, but then on the, the job front, of course, it's August right now. So in two months, we'll be going back to the office, but they've made the decision, at least for now, that we're only going back to the office one day a month. So I'll be making one trip to Baltimore, one day a month, and it's going to be for things that we can't do remote. I think that's been the biggest debate here as to, you know, so much stuff we're able to do, we are able to do remotely, so why would you want to go back? pay the money for the electricity, pay the money for all the stuff that needs, you know, that we've been doing successfully remotely, and then pay for people to then just go to a place and do it, right? So, that's been the big debate. So, there are things that do work better in person. So, you know, like, uh, you know, brainstorming and those kind of collaborative kind of things, um, uh, you know, if you're trying to have something that looks more like an office 
oh, what's the word I want? Retreat, you know? Um, you know, those kinds of, uh, kinds of, uh, you know, get together and just be with the people you actually work with rather than just see them on a screen kind of stuff. That works better in person. So, the plan is that, you know, these once a month in-person things are basically going to be kind of like a mini retreat once a month. So to do those things that really only can get done in person. So it's technically called a hybrid work model, but I think this makes sense. I think this makes some good sense. I do really like the people I work with, so having to see them in person once a month would not be a bad thing. So... That's cool. That's cool. So, there's that. So, we're going to be... We're going to be the chicken that crosses the road on this walk. I've been... Been expanding my running and walking routes, so... Again, I normally do not cross the main road, but it's early enough and it's a Sunday that... Hear that? nothing, right? We're close enough to the main road that if there were traffic on it, you'd hear it. So early on a Sunday is probably the only time that I feel comfortable that I can actually get across it without having to uh, spend a lot of time standing on the side of the road, waiting for both lanes of traffic to be free of motor vehicles you know the way it works here and I'm sure you all have those roads where you are where you know as soon as the 45 cars and trucks that are coming from one direction stop 45 cars and trucks come from the other direction it's hard to get that little frogger lane where you can kind of get across so. and yes I've used an 80s reference so I know I've just made the Gen X people very happy but there you go Speaking of Gen X, something that I remember a guy from uh, Greenville, South Carolina came up to a hospital I worked at one day. He was talking about, you know, the differences in uh, uh, work ethic and work expectations amongst the, um, the generations. He was saying that, that you're baby boomers. So, again, depending upon what definition you have for baby boom, you know, so some... Some folks say baby boom ends in 64. Some say it ends in 65. Here we go again. You know, potato, potato. But I was born in 66, so I'm, whatever way you define it, I am at the very beginning of Gen X, either first year or second year. But I am well within Gen X. And they were saying that baby boom is the last generation that has the expectation that it's going to go to a job factory, office, whatever it is, company, work there for 40 years, get a retirement, and, you know, head off into the sunset. Last generation to expect that. Gen X does not expect that. In fact, Gen X will not do that. Very rare to find a Gen Xer that'll get a job, stay there 40 years, and retire. And we're now coming up to the point where You could have Gen Xers that maybe have done that. You know, we're of the age. You know, you figure start working at at 18, right? All right. 
So I'm 56. So in about two years, we have the possibility of Gen Xers actually having been in a place for 40 years. Right now, it's still only 38. But, you know, we're getting close to it now where you can start to get that kind of data, did how many Gen Xers actually did that. All right? But they were saying that the, the expectation for Gen X was Gen Xers would have 10 jobs before they, they retired. 10 separate jobs. Because Gen Xers are all about the experience. They're all about, do I like what I do? And when it gets boring, we're out. All right? You know, is this a great place to work? If it is, I'll stay. If it's not, I'm out. Because, you know, where you had the greatest generation and your baby boomers who would take a high-paying, crappy job because it was a high-paying job. They would be motivated by how much does it make, all right? To Gen X, and I'm not sure if it's Gen Y or the millennials think this way, but definitely for Gen X, a high-paying, crappy job is still a crappy job, and I'm out of here. But that was interesting. So um, it definitely, uh, definitely uh, represents me. I'm I am not motivated by money. Again, I like I like money as much as the next person. All right. I would always like to have more of it. But would I take a crappy job just to make more money? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But apparently, people didn't used to think that way. So. It's one of those things that I thought was interesting. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, when I have information to pass on, I will do it. One of the nice things about this particular show is there's so few people that listen. I don't have to worry about any kind of conflict of interest with with my work. Although, we'll keep it we'll keep it vague enough that we don't have to worry about conflicts of interest. But. There you go. All right. So the chicken has crossed the road. So we're now going to head down this side of Snyder Corner and uh, head towards yet another hill. See you in a bit. Okay, welcome back to the Ridge Road. I, uh, I crossed the main road. Did a bit of walking, walked down the back hill, walked back, and I'm now right at 6.3 miles. So I think by the time I get to my road, uh, I will either be at 7 or just about 7. So I'm I'm close enough to getting 8 miles in this walk that I think that's what I'm going to do today. That's my plan. Uh, and I will do the extra steps I need to do in order to get eight miles by the time I get back to my uh, my house. And that'll be my walk today. And then we'll, we'll go about the rest of this day. So, still lovely out here. Still a nice breeze. Although, check the forecast. And apparently later today we're going to go back into the 90s. So it's going to be, it's going to be super hot. So, I'm going to put the... Uh, Put the animals out when I get back for the morning so I can have some out time this morning. Gives me a chance to clean out the stalls and then probably sometime around lunch bring them back in so they're out of the sun for the hottest part of the day. And, uh, yeah, since I got some new glasses, I will probably do some reading. I'm 
nice Sunday reading. So, there it is. So, I guess, uh, what's our last topic here? Last topic. Well, let's talk about podcasts. So, as you know, I have uh, a trifecta of podcasts. I have this one. I have one that I do with my friends, most notably my buddy Anthony, called Run Talk Run. There is a new episode of Run Talk Run that was released yesterday. And, uh, of course, I have JD's Big Fat Running Journey. And at the end of last month, very beginning of this month, I was not certain uh, what my outcome was going to be with the, uh, the health status. So I uh, preemptively said I'm going to take, uh, take a holiday in, uh, in August. And I think I'm still going to take a holiday in August for JD's Big Fat Running Journey. I think I'm going to start start collating stuff now for the next episode of that but who knows I may decide to put one out at the end of the month so but right now things are stable enough that I think I can start start making plans that's kind of the biggest thing I've noticed over the last year and a half it's is that uh, it's been tough to make plans because of you know think something you're going to be ready to do something and then some other health issue crops up that kind of derails that so so yeah as far as long-term plans go all I have right now is um, bird in hand and the JG 13.1 in March and uh, in February I still have to sign up for this and I think it's what I'm doing on doing the uh, Tallahassee half marathon with my uh, my best friend's daughter so it's a challenge I put out she's still apparently up to the challenge so um, fortunately it's the same weekend as uh, the Donna and so I did put a message out hey would you be willing to drive out to Jacksonville and then we can do the Donna and that could be your very first half marathon uh, but I've not heard back so Either that's a uh, no, I can't travel, or um, she's still mulling it over, but we'll see. We'll see. So, more on that later. But, from the Ridge Road, and almost six and a half miles, this is JD, aka Jim, aka James, aka to my Irish relatives is Jimmy. Don't you try using it though. They're the only people that get away with it. You don't have to have an Irish accent here to call me Jimmy. But uh, this is myself saying, be well, stay healthy. And until we speak again, ciao.